following message is from New Life Gillette series, At The Movies. This week, Pastor Mike preaches on the movie, American Underdog. joins his teammates on the field. Super Bowl 19, the Miami Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers, the best combined records of any two teams to ever meet in a Super Bowl, and Joe Montana. They talk of the pool of Dan Marino. Super Bowl 19, second quarter. Joe Montana steps to the line of scrimmage, drops back to throw, and then... Montana in trouble, and Doug Betters covers him quickly at the 42-yard line. You feel pretty good, then all of a sudden the packet starts to cave Now, this may seem like a failure, a mistake, but of all the characteristics needed to be an all-pro quarterback, this one is rarely talked about. The ability to stay in the pocket, to stay calm and collected as a wall of humanity collapses around you, the courage to stand your ground and take the hit, and then have the will to get back up and do it all over again. Drop back. Settle deliver the perfect throw. And another record has fallen. Another one to Joe Montana. Falling all over the place. Well, they really put on a terrific show, particularly offensively. And a little roll to the right. How much longer? I'm going to play some Atari. Kurt. Ever since I saw Joe Montana become the MVP of that Super Bowl and break its all-time pass record. I knew I wanted to be that guy. Over a million athletes play high school football every year in America, each with a dream of their own. Only about 5% of them make it to college ball, and only 1% of those get drafted to the NFL. Most don't stay in the league for more than three years. Most are not quarterbacks. Only a select few will ever play in the Super Bowl, and each year there is only one MVP of that game. So by all accounts, my dream, my story is impossible. That's just the kind of story this is. first in college he was a great quarterback for the UNI Panthers. In fact he did so well he had hopes of being drafted to the NFL, which does not usually happen for UNI quarterbacks. But even though he had gotten his hopes up, it didn't happen. He wasn't drafted. You want to talk to me? 
I'm just wondering why God would give me a dream that's probably never going to come true because I just feel like that's cruel, you know? Babe, you know what? I just want, I just want my shot. That, I, I just, I want one chance so I can prove. Prove what? Prove that I'm good enough. That's what. I don't think a football game is ever going to do that. It doesn't have to define you. We've got a nation full of parents and kids who are fantasizing right now about playing professional sports. And we watch movies about the one in a million person that it actually happens to. But what about the million kids who tried as hard as they could, but never made it? Kurt said, I just wanna prove that I'm good enough. And Brenda's response was, I don't think a football game is ever going to do that. It doesn't have to define you. You will never find value by looking for the approval of other people, by impressing people, or by trying to be good enough. The only purpose worth pursuing is the purpose God created you for. When, when I was maybe 12, after church, this woman comes up to me and says, there's something special about you, Brenda. God is going to do something great with you. And I had the audacity to believe her. So I had this dream of being a Marine and marrying a Marine and having little Marine children and God, country, and core all the way. So I signed up right out of high school. Wow. And I met Brad, a perfect Marine. Whirlwind romance, marriage, and... Zach was born a year later. And what happened to Brad? <sighs> he cheated on me when I was eight months pregnant with Jess. Oh, what? So, um, yeah, I have some trust issues. Was Zach born blind? No. He wasn't. I got this call from Brad when Zach was four months old. He said, he's breathing funny. And I still remember the panic in his voice. And I rushed to hospital where We were told his brain was swelling and that he'd be lucky to make it through the night. And they had no idea what was wrong, because... Because Brad didn't tell us, not for 24 hours, that he accidentally dropped Zach on his head in the tub. been different, you know, if you just told the truth. I remember 
praying and praying and begging God to just save my baby boy. So the doctor told me he'd never walk and yet. They never talk, and now I can't get him to stop. That all seems pretty uh, important to you in your life, religion and God. Yeah, it's it's more like a relationship. I mean, yes, it defines me. And that lady who came up and talked to you at church all those years ago, you still believe her? I'm trying. I'm a work in progress. You've probably heard the story of David in the Bible. It's arguably the greatest underdog story in history. God tells a prophet, Samuel, to go to Jesse's house in Bethlehem to find the next king of Israel. When he got to Bethlehem, Samuel met seven of Jesse's sons, but the Lord told Samuel that none of them were going to be the next king of Israel. So Samuel asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel prophesied over David. David, you will do great things for the Lord. So what about you? Has anyone ever told you you're going to do great things for God? I believe with all my heart that if you will dedicate yourself to him, God will use you. God created you on purpose for a purpose. So what's your purpose? Well, Samuel didn't give David the specifics and I can't tell you your specifics. But I know that it's to become the person God created you to be. It's to develop the gifts that you've been given and to use them for God's glory. It's to produce incredible things and give them to God. Maybe you'll make money and you'll give that. Maybe you'll make art or relationships. But whatever you use your gifts to make, give it to God. As Christians, our biggest win is making a disciple. And there are many ways that you can play a part in that effort. You might be a quarterback, an offensive lineman, a coach, or a water boy, but God created you to play a part in his big game. So one day, Kurt is planning on being in the NFL, and the next day, he's jobless. But because his football career didn't define him, that news didn't defeat him. He just kept moving forward, believing that God had a plan and a purpose for him. Hey, Mama. I got a job today. Yeah? Yeah. Stocking shelves at the high V graveyard shaft. It's just for a little while. Until next season's tryouts. 
You know what they say, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do until you can do what you want to do, you know? I'll be home by 7. Date night? No, my shift starts at 6.30. Oh, sorry. Okay. Because it's that easy. Oh, nice hands. I've been looking everywhere for you. Jim Foster, it is my absolute pleasure to meet you. And you are? Brenda. Pleasure to meet you. Can I sit? Look, elephant in the room, I am sorry about the draft. And the Packers. But you got it all, kid, the whole package. The world just needs more time to see it. Well, thank you. See, this guy gets it. Yes, I get it. And what if I told you, starting tomorrow, you have a job playing the game you love? What, are you a scout or something? No. I'm the proud owner and head coach of the Iowa Barnstormers, the newest members of the Arena Football League. Right. You're the guy who came up with this whole arena concept. Last year I was commissioner of the league. This year I came home to Iowa to start my own team, and I want to build it around you. So it's arena football? No, it's not football, babe. It's like a circus. Yes, that's right. You get it. People love the circus. I like the circus. Hey, hey. I am going to play football, and I'm going to play it in the NFL. And I can't do that if I'm playing arena football in the spring. This is for guys that are, you know, circling the drain. I'll tell you what. Just think about it. Get him to think about it. Here's my card. Oops. Dropped a little money there. So back to David's story. He was anointed to be the next king. Then what happened? Well, he went back to watching sheep, a lowly shepherd. He should have been assigned a royal guard, given everything he ever dreamed of. But that wasn't how God planned to prepare David. So David went back to the shepherd field, 
but he didn't waste his time there because it was out in the shepherd field that he learned two very important skills. Number one, he used a sling in the fields. Number two, he learned to play the harp. Kurt Warner wasn't getting to do what he believed God had called him to do, but he was faithful in the meantime to do what God had called him to do in that moment. Kurt was having a very hard time, but there were some lessons Kurt needed to learn in the valley that he couldn't have learned on a mountaintop. A major blizzard caused accidents across the Midwest Monday, and a dangerous blast of Arctic air is expected to spread across the region overnight. Record-breaking low temperatures will make the next few days the coldest the region has seen in at least 25 years. Hey, how's the fever? Same. What happened to the heat? Did we pay the bill? I don't know, Kurt. You told me not to put in the mail, remember? Maybe we should just go to my mom's till the storm passes. Okay. I decided I'm dropping out of school, getting a job. What? No. No, 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 no way. Kurt, it's not working. Nothing here is working. Stop. Stop it. Listen, if this is what you really want to do, I'm not going to let you quit. Because that's what you did for me, and that's what we do for each other. We are not quitting. Do you understand? Okay. There's a gas station a couple miles back. That was that was more than a couple miles. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I can make it there. No problem. No problem. Just grab the change okay. out of the door. Yep. And uh, check the glove yep. compartment too. Yep. Just keep checking Your pocket. I got a couple dollars in my wallet here. Here's another quarter. Here. Stay inside. Uh -huh. Stay warm. Keep the door shut. Yeah, be, be fast. Excuse me, hi. Uh, 486, oh, pump three, and uh, do you have any gas cans? Uh, yeah, five bucks. Oh, no, 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 I, I, I don't need to buy one. I just need to borrow one. I'll bring it right back. Please, please. All right. Thank you, thank you.
arena for gladiators, for true believers and lovers of the game. And right over here is our sideline. In our version of the game, the sideline is a wall, and it will pound you and punish you. Trust me. Kurt Warner. So did hell freeze over, or you just tired of waiting on the NFL? <laughs> Bit of both, sir. Forget everything you think you know about football. No punts, no turning back, it's all pressure. It's football at the speed of NASCAR. We call it the 50-yard indoor war. You think you can handle that, Warner? I think it's time I try it. All right, Red. Well, 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 look who's still circling the drain. What's up, boy? Oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> well, Kurt, we're going to go down. Might as well go down together. Warner's out in a cornfield in Iowa, and David Wood is in a shepherd field in Bethlehem. The first skill that David learned in the shepherd field was to use the sling, and he got really good at it. He didn't sit in the field and complain about being a shepherd. He practiced and practiced, and that practice would eventually pay off. Eventually, he used his sling to protect his sheep from a lion and a bear. Kirk kept honing his skills too and his diligence would eventually pay off. Hello everyone, along with Kirk Kirk Street, I'm Todd Christensen. Hey Todd Kirk, Cleveland Stadium has a dog pound, Hunter Memorial Stadium has the barnyard, and keep this area for the different people. Switching to Iowa here as they drive for a go-ahead score. 26th completion by Kurt Warner. That too is an arena ball record. But Warner, the ball is tipped. The Cooper is out of the way of the catch. The pressure that Warner is under tremendous damage. You don't keep contained on this guy. He's going to hurt you. If they want a championship, this is where they have to earn it. Inside this five. Don't hold it, don't hold it. Jacobs in motion left. See the pressure applied there in the Tampa Bay Storm are the champions. There you go. Oh, my pleasure, yeah. Thanks for coming out. Sorry we didn't win. Kurt. Hey, Kurt. Excuse yep. us, Brenda. The gentleman here to see you. Yeah, my pleasure. Don't stay here. That's fine. Heck of a game for you, Kurt. Well, thank you, but it didn't help us win. I hate to lose, sir. I hate it for the team. I'm David Gillis. We've been trying to reach you. We want you to come try out for us. Try out? I've been putting off his calls for a while. Can you blame me? 
I'm sorry, who are you? I'm with the Rams. David's been in the fields, honing his skills with the sling. And he finally gets the chance to demonstrate his skills when he sees Goliath. The Israelite and Philistine armies are at a stalemate. And the Philistines have offered a solution. Our best fighter against your best fighter. The problem is that the Philistines had Goliath, a giant. There was no Israelite who was willing or would dare fight Goliath until David showed up. He had no fear. He knew that he was called to fight for God's people and his faith in God gave him confidence. So David, a shepherd boy with a very well-disguised deadly weapon stands up to fight Goliath. 1 Samuel 17 says, as Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. So what are you doing to develop your skills? You can't just rely on the natural abilities God gave you. He also gave you the ability to develop those skills. You may be a natural leader, but you don't naturally have all the leadership skills you will need to do everything God has called you to do. That's going to require some experience, easy experiences and hard experiences. It's going to require some mentorship. It's going to require some study. When Kurt Warner made it to the NFL, he was a backup quarterback for the Rams. And as a backup, he got to learn from one of the best quarterbacks on one of the best teams in the NFL. And he would need every bit of that learning to prepare him for what would come next. Because that year, Trent Green, the starting quarterback, got hurt. So Warner goes from stocking shelves at a grocery store to an arena football league to a backup quarterback in the NFL, starting for one of the best teams in the league. This young man, Kurt Warner, he played in the arena league in Iowa. Play. What do you say? Get him settled in. All right, let's throw this out. First and ten, and he ties it through. In the back, right there, Kurt. Warner, under pressure, dances out of the pocket, and that's oh, that composure from Kurt Warner.
God often uses hard times to make us the people he created us to be. If we don't let those hard times defeat us, they'll make us better. After David defeated Goliath, King Saul started to lose his mind. He got incredibly jealous of David and he couldn't handle the weight of leading the nation. The nation recognized what an incredible leader David was, so King Saul recruited the, the giant slayer, David, to be his personal musician, to try to calm his anxiety. Don't forget, David wrote most of the book of Psalms. He was an incredible musician. 
And what does that mean for David? It means he got a front row seat to learn how to run a nation. And probably watching Saul, how not to run a nation. Eventually, King Saul's rage would overwhelm him. And his jealousy of David began to control him. He even tried to kill David. And David is in the valley. Between the success of Goliath and his promised success as king of Israel. Again, he's in limbo. But all these lessons would make King David Israel's greatest king. David made Israel a military and industrial superpower. God said this to David, This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies has declared. I took you from tending sheep in the pasture and selected you to be the leader of my people Israel. Your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time, and your throne will be secure forever. Why will David's throne be secure forever? Because Jesus would sit on that throne. Jesus was a descendant of David, and his kingdom will last forever. Kurt Warner's wife introduced him to Jesus, and his love for Jesus inspired him to do everything he could do to become the man that God created him to be. He three touchdown passes in each of his first three starts. Forget Ringling Brothers. The Rams are the greatest show on earth. Kurt Warner out of the Arena League and as a backup when the season began became the league's MVP. A phenomenal and unbelievable story. So remember this guy here, he was bagging groceries at the high V five years ago. So he goes from the high V to the MVP. The best human interest story in sports in years. You couldn't ask for a better script. Let's go win this thing right now. Let's win it right now. Come on! The MVP of the league, Kurt Warner, comes into a situation that every kid dreams of, Al. Two minutes to go in the Super Bowl. Your team is tied. I can't tell you how many times I relive this as a kid. stocking supermarket shelves in Iowa. Now you're a Super Bowl champion, an NFL MVP, a Super Bowl MVP. What message does it send to people? I thank all the players, all the coaches, my family, everybody for believing in me, and uh, I gotta give the praise and glory to my Lord and Savior up above. And we're world champions, how about that
your life might not have a highlight reel, but I believe with all my heart that if you will dedicate your life to following God, if you will trust him in hard times and surrender to him when you don't think that you need him at all, he will change you. In the meantime, don't just relax. Learn something, build something, develop your leadership skills, take some risks, and someday you'll get to the end and all you'll be able to say is thank you, Jesus. God, I pray for anybody today who has recognized that they're called to more. I pray that they would be faithful in the hard times, faithful in limbo and when they're not sure what's coming, and that in those times you would develop them, you would grow them, mature them, develop their love for you and their sacrifice for others. God, I thank you for creating us on purpose for a purpose. Help each of us to stay faithful to that calling, to become who you created us to be. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.